Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah No fake, and we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up, see, yeah, yeah Hello and welcome to another episode of The Black Tea. I am half of your hostess, Lucy Stuhl. And I'm your other half, Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. Lucy, how you feeling today? You know what, Bambi? I'm feeling pretty great. I'm sitting here um, underneath the sun. Well, I don't think the sun's out anymore, but uh, the lamp that is over my plants is uh, giving me some fake rays. So I'm feeling uh, pretty good, like I'm in the sunshine. Girl, take your ass outside. What you talking about fake rays? It's sunny outside. What you I mean? don't I don't want to go outside yet. I'll yeah. go out there when I need to. You don't have to. At some point, you have a dog. So. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for telling me that, Bambi. I had letting, no idea. I'm just letting you know <laughs> what it takes. I've already been outside today because, of course, I do have a dog. So I've been outside yeah. multiple times today. But now I'm feeling zen in my bedroom. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just opened this um cake pop so I can be high at the end of the show. A cake pop? Yeah, girl. Where'd you get, get a cake pop from? I get these edibles from the baked spot. Um, she's thickening. <laughs> um, Wait a second. Is, what was the name again? La baked pop. La um, baked fox. Okay. Yes, very French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Um. <laughs> and they are so good. She always hooks it up. She has like this little edible business in Dallas. I'm pretty sure it's very low key because it's in Dallas. So. Yeah. <laughs> hit my girl up, La Baked Spots. You can hit, find her on Instagram and get you a little order in. Yes. That's cute as hell. You know, I hate cake pops, but that one does look good. No, I do too. But they're too soft and like too moist. And I, I, you, I would rather have an actual like piece of cake that was molded into a pop shape instead of I mean, that like whatever that thing is there's weed promise at the end so yeah yeah I think that'll get okay. me through it that'll get me through it i'm like, the same I'm not, way about that i'm not eating this for pleasure but it's pleasurable you know what i mean <laughs> speaking of pleasure bambi um how, how have you been the last few days um Stressed out of my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> I, I, out of my mind. I, I, out of my mind. Um, just running around mm. with a chicken with his head cut off, trying to start, um, you know, businesses and whatnot. Trying to balance, you know, my my uh, my gaming with being a human being. It's so um, tough being a single parent and a gamer. And it's so queen. hard. I'm not a single parent. I'm actually uh, co-parenting, but we have two kids, and it's very stressful, especially when they bad as hell. My cats yeah. aren't bad, but I project that they're bad because they be doing some wild shit sometimes. <laughs> they're pretty well behaved, just like Nelson is too. But I mean, at the same time, they're still fucking kids. So very yeah. my oh my god, my cat's birthday is on four twenty. Really? Hell yes! Yeah, it's about to be lit as fuck. I'm not gonna know where I am. Period. What? <laughs> <laughs> At home by yourself with the cat? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we ain't doing shit. We should be out there in the fucking streets having our festival that we usually have, thanks to Dispensary 33 that I'd be fucking hosting. But you know, Miss Corona got us in here. Speaking of, aren't we in something? Oh um, yeah. So I mean, when this comes out. It will have already been out for a couple of days, but yeah, we had that awesome game that uh, just dropped today, our 420 game, thanks to Dispensary 33 and White Mystery. Bitch, I'm in a fucking video game. We're in an 8-bit video game that's all about a Martian who loves to smoke weed that is coming to Chicago and trying to get his way to Dispensary 33. Maybe. (laughs) It's got like so many awesome Chicagoans in it, too. It's got Show You Suck, Bambi. Me, White Mystery, uh, Ramona Slick. There's uh, even more fucking people. So, yeah, that's up on the website, and it's super cute. And also, if you play, don't you get, like, a little... uh, Don't you get, like, a little... Some, like, $10 off price? I don't know, girl, but don't lie to these people if you don't know, because I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're right. Never mind. Um, look it up yourself. Make sure, <laughs> yeah, make sure you read about it. I don't want to promise anything, get anybody in trouble, have y'all looking for some stuff that ain't going on. But um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I think I'm going to have a cute little 420 at the house. Maybe I'll uh, make that dish that I made on your show. Bambi yes, Betty. which is coming out, I think. If I'm not mistaken, I think your episode comes out on 420, right? Um, it comes out on Tuesday. Is that 420? Yeah, uh-huh. it is. Holy shit. Our 420 team. Oh my God, I'm feeling so blessed. I was not even expecting this, you know, until May. So um, that's so cute. I'm so excited for you. What's it like being the 420 queen? You know, it's a tough hat to carry, but I make sure that I'm high enough to not feel it. You know what I mean? I hope everyone makes the uh, dish that you make the same day. <laughs> I hope they do too. They better be prepared though. Y'all did. Yeah. I mean, I guess we couldn't really control it that much because like, you know, the crust is made with butter, but like that thing is so fucking potent. It is Bruh. all we smacked. I don't know. It's so, so I'm not going to tell y'all too much, but it is a savory treat. Yeah. And it's something about a savory treat versus like a sweet like treat that I just like more. I don't look. I love citrus as much as the next bitch, but there are other ways to hide marijuana taste. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And citrus and sugar is good, but it's not the only way. As long as- <laughs> it's try- I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's tried and true, but uh, it's 2021, baby. We can fucking molecular gastronomy that shit into just about anything these days. So, like, hook it up. You know what? I want to fry some chicken and have the coating be, like, weed. Absolutely. And you know what? I don't know. It might just be like the pothead in me, but we don't really taste that bad. Like what? No, I love it. I love it. Like maybe I get way too high. Too much. Oh yeah. To just like where I'm like, okay, this is great for me. But, but we just really not, it doesn't taste that bad to me. I don't know why it's like this big like thing when you're cooking with cannabis to like hide the taste of cannabis when you could just like work with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I love seeing, like, these different shows and shit that talk about the terpenes and the flavor profiles and how they, like, pair with stuff and how it can be used and the way different strains can be incorporated to different dishes. Like, it's it's beautiful what can be done with it. And, yeah, I love that fucking flavor. It's an herb, goddammit. Like, why would you not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, come on. But, yeah, in that fucking uh, Parmesan mushroom tart, the weed like fucking smacks in there. That shit is so good. That it shit hit. is so good. It hit. Y'all, we had like one sixteenth of a slice of this fucking thing, and we were, you'll see, we were giggling our ass off. <laughs> I forgot one of the steps in making the crust, so thank you for editing it in afterwards. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, before my high ass keeps dropping anything else, we should we should bring in our guests for today, who I am super, super duper excited to have in the house. I mean, this is a good friend of mine that I feel like I've been working with in Chicago forever. We've worked on parties, we've worked on shows, we've just partied (laughs) like like the history is so long but they are the founder ceo and director of vam studio and they're here today to talk about like all the fucking cool ass shit that they've done and this amazing project that they're walking working on right now so let's go ahead and welcome our guests for today vincent martell yo hi can you hear me yes we can hear you just fine yes hi babes Hi, it's so good to see you, boo. It's so good to be with you both. Wow. Thank you again for joining us on the Black Tea today. I mean, I feel like it's long past due that we got this chance to speak to you. So, like, I am just so jazzed to have you on the show. Same. I'm so fucking stoked to be here. I don't talk to a lot of people. I'm being my repeative... (laughs) Artist as self, so this is really yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Where are you at right now, Vincent? Uh, I'm in LA. I, I relocated to LA um, recently, and it's been no, really. Yes, yeah, I had to. I, I had, had no had idea. To. Yeah, I had no idea. I did. I did it real, real, <laughs> real sly. 
uh, I like that. That's the Chicago way. Yeah, you know. I'm here to get this coin, though. What made you move, though? What made you move? That money, yeah. baby. <laughs> that money. Absolutely. Listen, we know we know all about, you know, chasing in the pursuit of that bag. So we absolutely understand a relocation. And mm-hmm. if there was a place to relocate to, I mean, like L.A., like, hello, that's a good one. So easy. So easy. I think the beautiful part about it is, is that I haven't really, um, you know, communicated or interacted with the L.A. people yet. Yes. <laughs> Which might change the scales a bit, but we're good now. We're, we love it. That's amazing. You know, um, I do have some very great friends in L.A., but I am never shy about the fact of me talking about how I could never live in L.A. Just because I was like, the people there usually aren't my favorite people to be around. But God damn it, I love the mountains and the ocean. Like, I absolutely do. This nature is something beautiful. It does something beautiful to the soul. It really does. It really does. I guess also, too, there's just something about standing by the mountains and, like, the water where I'm like, I'm so small and insignificant. Like, (laughs) none of this means shit. Like, it takes me to a special place. I feel very special. Yeah, I feel like the only real place you can do that, Chicago, is Lakeshore Drive. You know what I mean? Where you can feel that insignificant. (laughs) (laughs) True. Right. Very true. That is wow. Yeah, you're right. I do, and that's funny because I actually do uh, laps on Lakeshore a lot when I'm like mm-hmm. bored or don't have anything to do. I'm like, I would just drive up and down like Lakeshore. <laughs> that's where I'm at in quarantine. Just you know, scooping the loop. Like you know, I was 16 again. God damn it. But I also want to scooping the loop. Yeah, that was something we used to say when you would drive <laughs> around the, the main drag in town. You would scoop the loop. Okay. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> Yes, I'm old. I'd be dating myself like constantly, but I don't really care. But Vincent, you are a Chicago native, right? I actually was born in Toledo, Ohio. So my my dad was born in Toledo. My mom is from Chicago. Uh So when my parents got divorced, we got split up, of course. Um, And then I moved out here with my mom and my little sister. And then we relocated to the Burbs, fucking Downers Grove. <laughs> Not Downers. Why? <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> and then we moved back to Chicago. And I've been there for, you know, since since I was, you know, maybe 17. Yeah. And did you end up going to school in Chicago, too? I went to school in Chicago for um, a bit. And then I yeah. uh, got into this study abroad program in Barcelona. Oh. Um, didn't really do a lot of studying, though, <laughs> to be real. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that's really where I came to be, you know, fully as an artist was outside of the country. You know, I, I got to experience what it was like to be Black outside of the States for a little bit, you know? And that mm. was so beautiful because it allowed me to kind of you know set the foundation for for what vam and you know my career would be and i'm super grateful for that experience and then i fucking dropped out of school and just started hustling and and, you know doing my thing and and that's how it came to be hell yeah like what a formative time and like cool time there for that to be able to happen also to kind of get out of this country and see yourself outside of the fucking shackles of America and what they put on our blackness. Like, goddamn, like, that's really, really fucking special. Like, holy shit. I had no idea about that either. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you came, you came back to Chicago and we're like, all right, we got to do this. Yeah. We got to step it up. Yeah. 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 Cause I was so inspired by, uh, how people in Barcelona were putting on each other. And yeah. I knew all of these dope ass people who I was interacting with, like like Jeez Louise, like like Shay, um, like Pochop. Um, we all kind of grew up together. So coming back to Barcelona, I knew how to work a camera. I knew I had dope friends who wanted to be in front of the camera. So I just started filming. That's kind of how it all came to be. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that that was kind of like the beginning of VAM. So like when you really came back, how did you set out about like starting it? Like, did you start out with like one project and then kind of go from there? I want to I want to hear. Yeah. About like how VAM studio got like cemented here. Uh huh. Yeah. I think one thing that was really, really important for me was to highlight black queer people. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was interacting with them in the clubs, you know? And yeah. so before anyone thought to bring a video camera in the club, it was me and maybe uh, another videographer and a sound person running through Berlin and other fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy ass <laughs> nightclubs at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Um, and then creating little documentaries, like bite-sized things that I could just release so that I wanted people to know what was going on and how beautiful these artists were. And so those little documentaries kind of created VAM in a way, you know, because yeah. we were doing it on such a high level caliber and the quality was just pristine and the music was great. And it had the energy of all of the underground artists that I loved and fucked with. Um, and so. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <a real question. laughs> so that's that's kind of how it became a thing is me just fucking with my people and just you know expanding on that vam has always been really great about like telling those stories that actually need to be told as i love this as i love to say like i feel like we only get like one tenth of some of the like most amazing like queer shit that actually happens like in our lifetimes like my black friends and like the shit that we do and like the stories that we could fucking tell just even in this last fucking year i'm like these experiences and the, the way that people are not seeing them and they're not being told like damn y'all are really missing out <laughs> missing the mark completely yeah you know absolutely and it's because i mean we were founded off of this idea that culture art was created from the marginalized. Mm. So why not let the marginalized tell those stories, you know? Um, yeah. You know, when I, when I founded VAM, I was one of maybe six openly black gay uh, production company owners in the country. Uh, you know, the youngest by far. And so yeah. it, it was really important that um, I made sure that a black person was the one calling the shots that we didn't have, you know, anyone over yeah. our shoulders trying to water down our, our stories or our narratives. And so I, I had to keep control of the company, which meant that I was self-funding everything for, for the first yeah. few years. Like everything that I shot, I was putting money into because I didn't want to have to relinquish control in the very beginning where I think it's so important for us black artists to remain in control of what we want to say for as long as we can, you know, especially yeah. in that beginning part. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was lucky enough to, to find a few side hustles that allowed me to do that. Um, <laughs> Hell yes. All illegal probably. So. Yeah. <laughs> shit by any means necessary by you know we are here yeah. we said we was gonna take care of business and make it fucking happen and like yeah i can always say that one of the uh most comforting things about like working with you on set is always seeing you being in charge and seeing you be like the point person and the person that like is always in the room like i really 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 love that it makes me feel and so many other people that work with you so much more comfortable and like present and able to like you know really be there and be a part of that like scene um and it's also that. just so fucking inspiring like look at how fucking dope this is like look at the fact that you know catering is all popeyes like you yes. know <laughs> Like Absolutely. one of my favorite things. I'm like, hell yes. Oh, that is the best crab table ever, y'all. A crab table of Popeyes. Like Yo, intentionality. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know my people. I know my it people. Was so beautiful and like you know i we we see that you know in working with you and we also see that in all the fucking work that you do you know mm -hmm. the way that you tell these stories and you, 
give us this way to like relate to these people. And God, there's just so much I could like touch on, but I want to talk about damaged goods, which is actually something that I had a little moment in. If y'all, y'all probably yes, saw that, yes, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about damaged goods. So Damaged Goods was uh, my first narrative released a few years ago, but it was uh, a docuseries uh, pertaining to four roommates who were hustling, trying to struggle and stay afloat and, you know, make ends meet. And with that comes this beautiful, vibrant underground community in Chicago that I wanted to showcase, which is why it was so important for you to make that little cameo. Um, yeah. because I think damaged goods, the heart of it, it's about a chosen family. And, yeah. and with that chosen family comes all of the Chicago community, you know, we're, we're a really tight knit community. And it's, it's so important for me to, to show how those things are linked. Um, because mm. that was, that's basically how I came to be as an artist is in this community. Um, and just being welcomed by that. And so you get all of these really messy people in damaged goods who are so unapologetically themselves, yeah. which is so fucking important for, for me to, to you know, emphasize. Um, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be pristine. We don't have to know it all. We don't always have to be right. I know I'm a fucking mess. Um, and I wanted to show <laughs> yeah. that. And, and that's what damaged goods was. I guess it was reclaiming that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It was so fucking real and visceral and cool and awesome. I'll never forget like being at that viewing party where we watched like the whole first season and just everyone like it was it was also just such a good party, but just the way that we all were into like every episode like yeah. so much and seeing ourselves on that screen in so many different ways and seeing like I think so many of us had moments where we were seeing like our story being told. I'm like, that's fucking magical. Like, we need to have more of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. I think that Damage Goods was the starting point. Um, and it was showcased and screened across the world. You know, people yeah. in South Korea were putting on private screenings and reaching out from Australia, which was really, really dope. Um, and it allowed me to, to realize that, you know, our stories in Chicago matter. And they're yeah. so, so, so important. And people all over the world are looking into Chicago to see what's hot, even if we don't get that respect, which is so, so annoying. You know, we, yeah. in a lot of ways, create and, and set the tempo for all the shit that's cool in this country, but we don't get that recognition, you know? Hello, like, hell yeah. And so we grind and we grind and we do it because we we love the work. And, you yeah. know, that's it, it, it a certain type of breed and you can't find that, or I haven't found it in a lot of other places. No, absolutely not. Like, that is so fucking real. I haven't been able to put it into words that way, but that is really the spirit of Chicago and what makes us so fucking different in in every way yep. in every single way yep i agree i agree sorry bambi i didn't <laughs> i like i just <laughs> no you're fine i was just like <laughs> no yeah y'all were going and i was like i really just be on lucy school's podcast for fun <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, we're ready. We're ready. We're back in. Okay, we're okay, real quick. So, so three, two, one. <laughs> All right, we're back in here. <laughs> okay, okay, for real, for real. Well, sorry. Um, we'll go back into finishing up talking about damage service. Um, okay, three, two, one. So, yeah, I think it's um, super special that we have people like you, Vincent, that are able to sell to sell to tell these uh, Chicago stories. Um, in this way, like so authentically and being able to get a real glimpse of our nightlife and our people and like what we're about. I was obsessed with Damaged Goods simply because half of the main actors were like my friends outside of the drag scene. And I (laughs) thought that that was fucking hilarious watching uh, Nosekir in this situation. Like (laughs) just knowing him from like being a teenager to like an adult that was hilarious to watch uh, <laughs> you know i did all of that casting on instagram i knew none of the cast until i what fell into the dms and told them to be a part of it that's literally how i cast shows too <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's so awesome i love that that's how we get work done you know i love being able to like reach out and actually talk to the people still yeah i I think that's the best way to do it to be honest and of course they had to audition but i think there's something really beautiful about taking people who already are living in that experience just putting a camera in front of them versus having someone try to you know fit into the community who's not really a part of the community you know yeah yeah absolutely i hope to continue that in tv too is you know that same approach Please, please do. Speaking of TV, you <laughs> you worked on one of me and Lucy's favorite songs, um, Trader Joe's. Oh my god! Tell us, tell us about Jungle Pup Feeling. What's going on? Like, is she cool? Like, is she? <laughs> yeah. She's like fun. Like, yes, <laughs> JP. I call her JP. Jungle Pussy is one of the most beautiful spirits you'll ever meet in your life, and just a real ass human being but above that she might be the funniest person that i know and her comedic timing is insane so i knew it i knew it it's delivered in the song exactly exactly and she she's so new york uh, which I just love there's just a, such a uh-huh. honesty about the way that she delivers everything um, yeah, but with Trader Joe's, she she asked me to direct the song, and of course I was like, "Duh, girl, like, are you kidding me?" <laughs> um, but I, I I wanted to figure out a way that we can kind of uh, flip it on its head, and so she had this really beautiful idea of evolving into an actual cat in the video, yeah, and having it all happen on a farm, which. I connected to the simple life with parents. Yeah. So there's these really gag worthy fashion moments, paying homage to that. Um, but it was just probably one of my favorite music videos to, to film because she just goes there and she's not afraid. Um, and, and we were on a farm and it was, it was real, real, real beautiful. Loved it. I love that video. And it also just like, I love that you didn't put it in actual Trader Joe's. That part, just like, I don't know. I was so ready for her to be in this market <laughs> and at like a barbecue and none of that happened. I was like, period. No way. This is hot. Because, uh-huh. you know, one of my favorite things is cat drag. And the fact that that wig that she wears in that scene, that like ragged wig, I was like, listen. Created by <laughs> Tiger Lily. Tiger. Tiger yeah. Lily. Chicago legend. If y'all don't know her, get into get it. Get into it. Give her her dues. And that premiered on Vogue. It was just such a beautiful moment. Right? That was sickening. So good job. for Bob. <laughs> yeah, Vincent, I mean, you've worked on some of, like, my favorite, my favorite music videos, videos that have come out. I mean, everything you do with Jamila Woods is always yes. so cool, too. I just love the ideas and stuff y'all can come up with and the way that y'all 
make it happen. You know, like I've been on a few sets where I've got to watch stuff behind the scenes and be like, oh, shit, that's how they did that. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, we're always trying to push it. You know, we, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's really important for, for us to see black art that's, you know, experimental and pushing, pushing the limits. Right. Because yeah. we never get that opportunity to play and be weird and experiment and do dumb shit without being faulted for it. And so yeah. with all of the artists that we work with, we're always, you know, bringing that bit in and seeing how we can flip shit on our head. It's so amazing. So speaking about flipping it on its head and like bringing this shit in and the artists, let's talk about what you're working on right now. Let's talk yes. about finesse. I want to know more about finesse. This with this amazing like team that you've got together. Like, Darn tell me all faves. about it. Some of the faves, like we got <sighs> G's Louise, Shea Coulee, and Vincent Martel together. Like, period. That's a collab they didn't know was gonna happen right there. Yep. <laughs> They didn't know. <laughs> they did not know about that. So, yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, so this is probably the coolest thing that I've ever done, hands down. Um, and it was really important for me to follow up damaged goods with something that felt even more authentic and real to me. Um, so I had to make the entire cast black. I had to pull in yeah. the friends that I love and grew up with. Um, so in addition to me starring in it, we also have Jeez Louise, who's playing Darren, and then we have Shea Coulee, who's playing Kaiser. Um, and it, it's a 45-minute pilot. This is the first episode of a TV series um, about how yes. these three roommates hustle as gig workers, as sex workers, as drag queens um, in Chicago, and where we see Black people in control of their bodies, of their their relationships. Um, I didn't want to create a story rooted in trauma. I'm sick of that shit. I'm, I'm over yes. it. I'm tired of it. We can do better. We live in color. We live in, in a beautiful, vibrant world, and I wanted to, to bring that to, to finesse. I think finesse is, to me, it's an ode to hustle culture, which yeah. everyone on this podcast knows a lot about, you know? Yeah. Like, we, we kind of touched upon being from this Midwest background where our work ethic is, is it's on a different level. And so finesse is about artists of color who are existing on the margins, um, who are taking their own hustle and making it theirs. Um, it's for me, it's about intimacy. It's about sex. Um, my dick is out so much. <laughs> like, there are titties. There's, I mean, every sex scene you can imagine happens in this 45-minute pilot. And it was really important for us to, to hire people who were sex workers, people who were comfortable being nude and showing, you know, intimacy um, yeah. it is, it's probably one of the, the coolest, sexiest things that I've, I've ever, ever done. I can't wait to see this shit on TV. Yeah. It, it needs to be on everybody's TV. This needs to be the next HBO special. Okay. It everybody really does. And thank you for <laughs> taking trauma out of black cinema because Ooh. I just got done with them and not to, you know, not to, you know, get on another gay black producer but Lena Waithe needs jail for that because I was traumatized. She found every way to traumatize a black person and put it into a 10 episode series. Good lord. Like I saw some of it and I I was like blackface and whiteface in the same episode? We're doing a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a lot. There's too much trauma. Like, (laughs) I just I, I think that there's there's more, you know, there's so much more. And I think I wanted to create something that I would fuck with first. You know what I mean? And I think that had to be fun. It had to be sexy. There had to be drugs involved. Um, there had to be, you know, <laughs> Wendy Williams. There's an episode where we're just watching Wendy Williams and getting high. Like, how beautiful. Like, oh, that's that's my heaven. And so, you know, I want to 
I want to prioritize creating art around those moments of joy and happiness. And of course, you know, the stakes are always high. We're black. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's the stakes are high just for us to walk out of the fucking door. And so that, yeah. that will always be there. I, I want to dig into the, the, the moments of relief, you know, the moments of ecstasy, mm-hmm. the moments of orgasm, the moments of touch, you know, the moments yeah. of confrontation that may or may not get resolved between friends. Um, and that's what finesse is about. And I, I'm really proud of that. And, you know, that's what, like honestly that's the story that i want to see more of <laughs> like i need to be seeing more of that we need to all be seeing more of that <laughs> and i won't fucking settle for less anymore you know like uh that's something that i've definitely learned over the last year is that um we don't have to be settling for this we don't have to be buying into this we don't have to keep supporting this you know to think because we think this is our only way and our only uh, way to portray ourselves on TV. We don't have to buy into that. Like, we're way too multifaceted and we have way too many stories to tell to, like, ever let that fucking happen. Yeah, because Bambi will call it out if she sees it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I really do. I'm so loud about it. I don't know. It's something about, like, how media is just, like, such a powerful tool and people do not treat it as such. Like... Media is literally the reason we have Trump supporters. Like that shit. Are you are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> like media is the reason that racism continues in this country to this day. So hey, hello, I mean, y'all are wild, man. Especially with these like gay. Like it it blows my mind that somehow they have like like drawn the gay community into this like little white bubble in media and like made it seem like gays are only these white men <laughs> like, who like truly don't know what it is to like be in a community that doesn't like accept you because they are like taught to not accept you and you don't really like fully accept yourself sometimes because of that type of shit it's like being gay and a minority is so much different and so much more traumatic, I guess I should have. <laughs> and it's crazy to me that the story gets told is like, oh, the worst thing that happened to me was like my coming out. Bitch, where, do you know what happens after that? <laughs> There's so much more. I don't know. I, I was specifically talking about this uh, like gay bachelor just came out and like everyone's like, oh, Gus Kinworthy is gonna be his gay guy. I'm like, Gus Kinworthy can't guide himself out of a damn paper bag. What are y'all talking about? Like, <laughs> Gus Kinworthy. I saw Gus Kinworthy get into a fight with a a makeup brush once, and the makeup brush definitely beat his ass because it was not it. Like, <laughs> he's not gonna guide me with that. He's been gay for ten seconds. What are you talking about? He's not who we should be to. But also, don't hire no. black people because we don't need no magical Negroes out here either. Get you <laughs> figure it out. Where is Stanley Tucci when you need him? How about <laughs> no? How about you don't need to tell that fucking story again? How about Absolutely. that? I mean, if Leslie Jordan was the gay guy, I'd be like sickening because <laughs> Leslie Jordan deserves more. What you mean is a Gus Kinsworthy? Like what? Yeah, we're not subscribing to that. I wouldn't even I girl see that's why I wouldn't even give it the brain lint I was like literally I looked at it and like literally turned the page I was like girl let me close the door like uh uh Oh, this apps just like uh, I'm good. Not today. Yeah, I'm Not good. Today, I don't, today. No, I don't need any of that. I don't need any more <laughs> of that because you know what? Every click and every reshare, even if it's to talk shit, does nothing but like help push that. So, baby, I'm just gonna start ignoring it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so I've learned cool. that ignoring it hurts people a lot more sometimes. <laughs> so I'm like, girl, let me just ignore this. Uh, let me keep on moving with my black ass day. That's how I feel. Like, we don't have the time. I, there are too many blunts to be smoked. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. imagine just spending all day having somebody snatch your joy. Like, ew. We're just not going to do that. Like, Literally would not allow it. Literally would thing, not allow it. Do your thing over there, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But 
But Vincent, so when are when can the people expect to see like finesse in in some way? Is there yeah. going to be like a viewing party for that? You know, there are some really amazing announcements uh, that are coming out in the next few months. Um, Ooh. There is some really big moves being made behind the scenes that I feel really, really, really good about. Um, so Ooh. in addition to being in a bunch of film festivals, I want to do a big screening in Chicago. Um, and, and hopefully there's an announcement um, coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, see, I no love that. No exclusives, no exclusives. That's, that's the kind of suspense <laughs> I like to get left with, though. I'm like, okay, yes, yeah. I am so ready for that. Yeah. And I hope, I hope there is a Chicago party soon because... I miss that VAM space. I tell you what. Yeah, yeah. it was it was such a what happened to it? Beautiful space. I don't know what happened to it, but I knew that uh, I was tired of paying that rent. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And so I was, you know, promptly, you know, spent my coin here, um, and it feels like the first time I've had uh, a home in a really long time because VAM was a workspace it was a yep. it was a bubble of productivity um it didn't really feel like uh my home all the time it felt yeah. like a lot of other people's home and so i i really had to do some soul searching to figure out what i wanted and uh it it took a lot of me realizing that i was running on e you know, and, and I think operating a space of that magnitude, y'all know, it's a lot, it's a lot. And so I feel really, really blessed to have created, you know, the black uh, Andy Warhol factory in Chicago. Yep. <laughs> and I think those relics will be there way beyond us. Um, my hope now is now that we're in L.A. and things are opening up, I want to open up a space maybe in L.A., um, and kind of bridge the gap between artists in Chicago, thinking that they have to, you know, sell their souls to get out here. And I think if I have a home here that could act as an incubator for them, potentially that could be cool. But right now I'm just chilling in my home, you know, living that my Vincent's life. That wayward home for girls. I live. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, it's, it's been a really beautiful journey and i think this is me being here is the next step of a really bigger journey absolutely absolutely and you know what la should be so damn happy and like they're so lucky to have you there with them like they don't even know what's what's about to hit and i'm so excited to watch the the next step the next evolution of vam and vincent like this is so amazing i'm so happy for you love I appreciate y'all so much. I'm so happy that both of you have been a part of this journey with me in so many different ways um, for so long, you know? And, and that's really, really beautiful to see because uh, those are the people that they see you for, for who you are, but what you can be. And I think it's so beautiful to see everyone coming up together. Absolutely. The way that it's supposed to be. You bring your people on, okay? We meant it. Yep, yep. And if they aren't your people, get rid of them. You don't have to. <laughs> Seriously. People no. are who they're going to be. Let them go. They'll be mad. You'll grow. You hear that, y'all? Vincent said it, and we fucking stand behind that statement fully. <laughs> So, Vincent, my love, before we sign out here, can you tell all the people um, where they can find you and how they can support you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, BAMstudio.net, I think, is uh, a treasure chest of just beautiful, high-concept art uh, for, for Black and Brown and queer people. Um, I think that that always is a great time capsule to go into because you always find these projects that you never would have discovered that are so, so damn cool. Um, BAMstudio.net. Doc, dot net. There's also Vam Studio uh, on Instagram and Twitter and all those things. Um, I'm I'm taking social media, uh, you know, slowly, um, but Vam's Instagram is, is always popping and going, and I think that's a great resource too. Either of those places. 
it's really amazing, y'all. And I suggest that everyone that listens to this podcast take a second and visit um, visit the VAM Studio website and check out the work. I'm telling you, you're going to come across stuff and be like, oh, no shit. I had no idea. Like, VAM worked on this. VAM did that. Like, you know, this person was a part of that. It really is a treasure trove. It's it's fantastic. So please go and check that out. Thank you again, Vincent, so much for sitting with us today. We love you. We cannot wait to see what you do next. I love you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so fucking dope. Anytime. We can't wait to have you back when you uh, can talk about, you know, yeah, the new releases and everything that's going on. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> Bambi, it was so great to have that chat with Vincent. That is a, someone that I think both goes, like, back in our Chicago history. So it was great having that little touch in. I don't know. It's just another one of those moments where you're like, I guess this might be a little bit closer in to, like, you know, me actually being able to achieve than I thought it was. <laughs> like, it's, super, it's really inspiring. It's yeah. Really inspiring. You're like... Oh wait, bitch! Nobody, yeah, nobody to tell you to do <laughs> yeah, something. like I'm what? Shit! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it like, opened a whole other fucking door, and like it, it, it really changed my trajectory of my career and where I was going to have those people be like, you know, my friends and um, work with, you know, people I got to work with when I started. It's, it's so huge to me. I, I'm telling you, you watch out. That, that next time we talk to Vincent, it's going to be on HBO or some shit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Bitch, yep. show, it's giving Showtime. Yep. It's giving like, HBO Max. You. It's giving Paramount. Yeah, if, if they're, they're lucky. lucky you know? If they're lucky. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can definitely see. Ooh, Let's take this shit. hit, though. I almost forgot about that. Hold on. Girl, girl the dispensary is doing deals right now. So, I yeah, I need to go back in. You know, they got their little 420 weekend that happens. Oh, you know, everybody, girl, they had to send an email out there. to everybody being like, hey, look, uh, don't come in between 12 and 4 because it's going to be packed. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, y'all don't, y'all already know I'm the girl that comes in at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I don't want nobody to be there. Absolutely. I rolled up. I rolled up at 8 o'clock the other day to go pick up a little RSL for a little treaty treat, man, a little coconut cake moment. And um, why did this man charge me up at the door? I was like, because <laughs> I hadn't been there in like a minute. And I was like, oh, my God, like, sir, like, can I get up the door yeah. before you open my face? Like, COVID, six feet. Like, like what is much. going on? Yeah, let's try this. Okay. Let's hit it. Oh, okay. I was trying to be cute and demure about it. I guess we can go back. Not me, bitch. Wow. Woo. I always like after I smoke. Have you ever heard? um, Well, obviously you have. But you know that part in Hercules uh, after the end of I won't say I'm in love and all the muses go sha la 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 sha la 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 yeah. And I always want my weed to come out like that. You know what I'm saying? You better, you better get it's it, girl. real soft with it. You better. <laughs> you, you, you know, said living your fantasy, doll. <laughs> you better get it. Bambi, I believe in every single one of your fantasies. In my fantasy, Roxy Andrews won Drag Race. And she was in jeans, bitch. <laughs> Period. And she, wore je- and she wore jeans to her crowding. Period. Okay. Jesus. Bambi, what you smoking on over there? Look. Girl, I mean, be, I think it's Sapphire. Where's the fucking cap? Okay, never mind. I never. <laughs> um, well, I am smoking a little bit of that uh, Big Easy OG. Mm-hmm. It is rather delicious. <laughs> Shit, took me out. <clears throat> I just got this wig. It's giving very bar. Ooh, what is it? Let me see. Can I see it? Yeah, it's okay. You saw it. Oh, yeah. Me. Okay, that's cute. It should be. L O L. Oh yeah. Okay. Shut 
<laughs> Bambi, oh my God. Bambi, you know what? Bambi. I think I've been harassed enough, everyone. I am going to <laughs> go ahead and say it's time for us to sign off for the day. Um, that, Lucy, aren't you forgetting Oh, something? I am forgetting something. We see, I get high and I forget about shit, but I have to make sure to not to forget about the amazing people who have contributed to our weed fund um, that helps us keep going and put some money in the pockets of some people who works on this thing. So thank you so much. Um, our sponsor for this week is the lovely Tito Soto, who is yes, my Auntie Tito. Tito, our babe among babe amongst babes, like someone who I love and adore and look up to uh, in drag so fucking much. Uh, second place in the drag queen of the year competition. First place in my heart. Thank you so much again, my love. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And y'all can go ahead and contribute and uh, help keep us high and put some money in our pockets at, uh, where can they do that, Bambi? L-O-L, the cash <laughs> app, which is the black T, that's B-L-A-Q-U-E-T-E-A. Oh, I am sorry. It's T-H-E-B-L-A-Q-U-E-T-E-A. Sorry, y'all. Also, shout out to my girl, Dorian Fox, for hooking your girl up. I love you, Dorian. Pure we girl. love you, Dorian. Thank you. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and uh, skip off into the land. It looks like I'm going to go to a little protest today, just to remind everybody, uh, fuck Lori Lightfoot and fuck C. PD and, and the rest of y'all have a good fucking day. We love you. <laughs> Bye, sippers. <laughs> <laughs>